My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Holy, holy, holy is the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, friends, for our Father in heaven has once again vanquished evil. God is stronger than Satan and softer than Satan. In the new movie, The Conjuring 3, the devil made me do it. He kicks old Scratch in the pants and sends him sprawling in this, the third in the Conjuring franchise. A franchise based on the case files of real-life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. An active couple, they fought off a witch's curse in the first film and malevolent spirits in Conjuring 2. You'd think after all that, the devil'd see him coming and turn tail, shouting, It's them again! Run! But the Prince of Darkness ain't necessarily known for his common sense, so there you are. Of course, both Ed and Lorraine have passed now, probably playing canasta with Jesus and reminiscing about the days when they were making hash of his enemies. But when they were alive and kicking, I'm surprised they never came to investigate our own case of possession here in Truvo, Mississippi. Happened back around 1987 when a paranormal demon grabbed hold of our old friend Ethan Clemmer Jr., proprietor of Clemmer's Value Foods. I remember the day his desperate situation became clear. The, the wife and I were patronizing his establishment for our weekly groceries when I discovered that he was selling broilers for, get this, 85 cents a pound. I'm talking a full six and a half cents above the average retail cost. So I says to him, I says, You okay there? And he says, Why? And I says, Because I think you made a mistake with your price gun, good buddy. And he says, No, that's perfectly accurate. And I says, You mean you are consciously selling these chickens for 85 cents a pound? And he says, He says, Yes, just yes. So I immediately took my lovely Elspeth by the hand and led her outside. What's wrong, dear husband, says she, at which point I looked into her beautiful brown eyes and said, Something terrible happened here. Except I said it in a man's voice. And she says, What terrible thing? And I tell her that an evil spirit had obviously invaded Ethan's body and that we must address the crisis post-haste. So we headed straight for First Baptist, where I informed our then minister, Reverend Dandy, of the dire threat to a member of his flock. You must cast out the satanic visitor immediately, I tells him, and restore friend Ethan to his former Christian self. Uh, says the minister, we don't really handle that. What means you, says I? This whole possession thing, says he, it's not really in my wheelhouse. Then who, says I, should I talk to? To which the reverend replied, I think you need a priest. A what, says I? A priest, says Dandy. To which I replied, you mean like a Presbyterian, right? No, says the reverend, I'm a real priest. You mean a, uh, 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 yeah, says he, a Catholic priest. You're going to have to head over to St. Dominic's in Zara County and talk to them. Is there no alternative, asked I? Well, says our shepherd, I guess you could just pay the 85 cents a pound. It's not that unreasonable, and Ethan's chickens are quite tender. Maybe so, says I, but they're not made of silver and gold. So I traipsed over to that St. Dominic's and spoke with a Father McLaren, who incidentally looked quite natty in his high-collared black cassock. But his priestly appearance did nonetheless belie a lack of commitment, for despite my evidence, he told me his bosses in Rome would never authorize Ethan's exorcism. It just doesn't meet the criteria, says he. Besides, our Piggly Wiggly is selling poultry for 87 cents a pound, so count your blessings. Anyway, as far as I know, that demon still resides in Ethan, probably why he was holding a straight flush last Tuesday while I was drawing dead. 
But I met a wall of ignorance when I tried to help them all those years ago, so there's nothing for it. Anyway, harrowing as those events were, Hollywood never came a-knocking to adapt my story to the silver screen, but they sure beat a path to Deborah and Arnie Johnson, the Connecticut couple whose story inspired the new Conjuring movie. Seems way back 40 years ago, in the little town of Brookfield, Arnie stabbed his landlord, Alan Bono, to death. I think I hurt someone. Fair assessment, since you're covered with blood. Leastways, I doubt you'll get your security deposit back. But before you condemn the young man as a fiend, remember that Arnie he claimed he wasn't in his right mind, that he was possessed by a demon, something that happened during an earlier exorcism carried out on Deborah's little brother, David. See, to save the boy, it seems that Arnie challenged the entity to jump into him instead, and apparently the unholy thing obliged. So Arnie claimed to be under the demon's influence when he ended Mr. Bono's life. The court didn't allow that defense, however, and Arnie ended up serving around five years for manslaughter. But the case sure stirred up a peck and parcel of interest with a book and a TV movie. And that TV movie starred Andy Griffith, ain't that nice? And if it seems like a court rejection and jail time wasn't a win for God's word, the new film sets the story right. Yes, sirree. They keep the plot moving with some, by throwing some daring do and scary monsters into the mix, and what with the intrepid Warrens fighting a master Satanist and Deborah battling for her man as he levitates off the floor, you'd be hard-pressed to find folks in greater extremists. So what if the pictures of Mike fictionalized? It gives our lead actors a chance to shine against Beelzebub. Sure, there's some faithless longhairs out there who might say Hollywood has taken an interesting real-life case and cynically turned it into a standard scare story, and they could have made a movie of our true artistic merit by examining the debate about the existence of the devil that was stirred up by the incident. There might be those who say that, all right. But then, in the afterlife, these naysayers, when they are burning in the lake of fire, or surely they will be, they can ask Mephistopheles himself all about that. Say, I'm only interested in reality. As the skin sears off their bones and telling his highness of hell that he doesn't even exist. Maybe they can convince him, I don't know. As for me, I say let's have more photo plays about the mighty Warrens and their demon-busting ways. Maybe land more sinners in Sunday service. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing F9, i.e. Fast and Furious 9, because apparently the eight before it just weren't enough. I swear this franchise is going to have more chapters than Leviticus. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>